Welcome to the Wine and Down podcast. This is episode 10, uh, again with myself, Adam, and with me, Alicia. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, episode 10, this is uh, this is the extent of your rookie contract when it comes to podcasting. You agreed to 10 episodes. That it is. So, will, I, will I continue to do more? Who knows? We'll stick around to the end of the episode. We'll, we'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Um, but, uh, so, episode 10, we want to make it special. This is our first uh, landmark, as it were. Um, as far as episodes are concerned, so we wanted to do something different and special. And our our general layout has been uh, say hi, and then basically either talk about the wine that we have, and then go into learning something, or learn something about wine, and then talk about the wine we have, and sort of play off of that. And then we rate the wine, see what we think about it, taste it, test it, smell it, look at it, everything else, and then end with a recommendation. Now today for episode ten, we have a little specialty. So Adam has poured um, two different types of wines in glasses for me, and we are going to do, well, kind of like a blind taste testing where Adam knows, kind of, Adam knows what wines I'm drinking, um, but I'm comparing two of the same grape variety, like, so two Cab Sauvs, right? Yep, two Cabernet Sauvignons. Yep. And you know what type? Uh, you know what they are. The bottles are here. We, yep. We've 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 picked on these because uh, we've actually received a ton of uh, wine lately from gifts and whatnot. As well, I have a minor addiction growing in me with with buying wine right now. Every time Adam comes <laughs> home from going anywhere, it could be like I don't know a work call or shoppers, and he's like, "Oh, I just had to. I just had to go get a bottle of wine." It's true. It's, it's, true. Very, it's very true. It's, but it's fun. I'll justify it as fun. Uh, but yeah, so I, we have two Cabernet Sauvignons. The two bottles that we have here are Santa Rita uh, Estate Reserve. This is a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon from Chile. And the other one is a popular one. Uh, we've actually received two lately, so thanks to Leah and to Carly for, for dropping off this wine. Uh, it is a Cabernet Sauvignon 2017 from J.Lor. Uh, from the United States, so and we have had J. Lore before, and I quite enjoy it. So it'll be interesting to see if I actually can pick it out. Pick it out. I don't know if I don't know if I can. I I don't know. I don't really have any memories of it either. So I'm I'm I've also poured and marked uh, very sophisticatedly with an elastic band on which one is which that I know the the, the code to. So I'm going to be tasting along uh, and sort of have my own profile there, but. The basic layout of this, and Alicia doesn't really know any of the plans for this. She just knows she's going to be trying two Cabernet Sauvignons. You have a plan? A little, a wow, rough plan. Okay. Uh, basically, the rough plan is that I want to get your uh, flavor profile of wine one, your flavor profile of wine two, and then we're going to basically break down the wines how we would in a normal episode. So uh, what do you think the price is? And we're going to check that on the LCBO and what you think the rating is as well as the, the flavor profile, which we're going to check on the Vivino app. And I'm going to see if you know which one's which, which one you like better. And basically, the two wines are Cabernet Sauvignons, but one is t- almost twice as expensive as the other. Oh, wow. So we've already done this experiment with Alianca. We were, we were pleasantly surprised because the $9 bottle of wine was really enjoyable for us. So I want to see if you go down that pathway again. Interesting. Well, you, you're going to do along with me, though, right? Of course, yeah. You're but I'm gonna, better at the flavoring profiles than I am. But I'm not uh, I'm not going to be taking the lead on any sort of flavoring because I don't want to taint your decision-making here. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not really deciding, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my guess as to which one's which wine, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I, you know. No, and I think it's just going to be the deciding is deciding what you taste and what you like better. That's all it is. 
Uh, and we've already determined heavily that wine's very subjective. So did you I'll, read the bottles already? I haven't. So you don't know their. Actual I don't know flavor. their flavor okay. profiles. But I just, you know which I know wine which is wine's which. which. That's right. the only thing I have on you here. So you can still help me with the fla- building the flavor profile. For sure, I'll tell you what I taste along the way, but I'll take a back seat for sure. Um, now, do you have any experience with wine tasting? Um, I mean, I've done wine tours and I've tasted them in that sense, and then um, for my friend Francis's. Uh, birthday a couple years ago they set up that like mini not very legit but super fun and legit enough the most legit tasting. thing we've been yeah to. um but that's it as far as actual tasting yeah your, your friend's brother selected some wines and basically uh had us he he had the wines that were blind blindly poured uh and then we had a list of wines and what they what their flavor profiles were, and we had to sort of slot them where they were supposed to go. It was actually a really good exercise looking back on it in sort of understanding blind tasting and flavor profiles because it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I mean, we we in our heads have the image of the sommeliers doing the master sommelier test, and it's nothing it's like not that. Not that advanced, right? Not at all. So Which is good because we're not advanced. Quite appropriate. So um, outside of that, I've done the same thing as you. I've been to a winery before where they sort of take you around and, and you taste different wines in different areas. I believe we had a, a Sauvignon Blanc at, at uh, the Peller Estates Winery in front of the grapes that were harvested for that. We had a Merlot in the cellar. We had an ice wine in their ice chilling room. Uh, and I think we actually started on the patio with a rosé uh, sparkling wine. We did. And yeah. it was super delicious. It was really good. And again, that it was it was like 30 degrees that day and sunny, so it felt nice to to have that refreshing, sparkly, bubblingness there. So and That was also years ago before we even really delved into anything wine. Absolutely. So. It was more of a fun activity than anything else. So, yeah, it was a birthday surprise-ish. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Uh, so now we're in the wine laboratory here, which doubles as a work office for me as we're on lockdown still. <laughs> With no lights on. <laughs> no lights on. We do have some nice natural light and we have a, a, he- a dog behind us. And I'm wearing a heating blanket. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot There's a lot going on <laughs> and here. And a winter hat. <laughs> safe to say, yeah, safe to say we're comfortable. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first things first, which wine do you want to start with? Elastic or no elastic? Elastic. Elastic. Okay. I'll come with you. Let's, uh, let's do a examination of the color here. Um, so while you're looking at that, we're going to look straight down. We're going to look side profile, not holding up to the light. And then we're also going to tilt it and look at the edge of the wine. Um, while you're examining that, I'll let you know that these have uh, decanted for about an hour in the glass. We have, we only have one decanter, so I couldn't decant two bottles separately. So they have been poured for just over an hour in the glass. What do you think of the color on this one? So the color is pretty red. Like it's a nice... It's not too dark. I can see through to the bottom of the glass. Um, the rim is kind of watercolory. It's not too opaque, uh, but I don't really see. I mean, a little bit of orange, rusty tinge, a bit, but not overly. Honestly, when I was looking at both the glasses before, this one was a lot. The colors were very similar, but this one on the rim was was darker than the other one. Is seems a little bit okay lighter around the rim, but. Yeah, it's it's a nice color. It's not too dark, but it's it's definitely more on the red side, um, and not super super opaque. And we've had a couple Merlots actually. We're actually fairly into Merlot right now yeah. in, in our own drinking, it, and that's more of a almost darker purpley yeah. color. So this is much more red, much more ruby or garnet colored. Uh, I think you're you're right about that rim uh, when you tilt the wine and look at it here. It fades it fades rather late to the watery edge there. Uh, so 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting when you when you examine that. Um, all right, let's let's give it a swirl here in our glasses and let's uh, let's have a sniff and see what we can pick up on the bouquet here. It smells like a Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Does it? Do you get that on the nose? Would you be able to pick that out? No. Yeah. Not yet. No. Hopefully, I'm getting there, but uh, not yet. Not super super aromatic like no lately i feel like we've had a lot of wines that are really hard on the nose like whether it's alcoholy smelling or you know just super aromatic Mm -hmm. this one is not overly nose burny no and shout out to peely island because maybe it was the circumstance that we were in but i bought a uh cabernet franc from them their lighthouse i forget the exact name but had a lighthouse on it uh and the nose said and i read it beforehand said uh, that it has distinct flavors of green peppers and i really picked up on that when it was decanted i gave it a big swirl inside the decanter and had a whiff and it finished like a freshly cut green pepper so it actually um, did smell like that yeah so you know we're used to things like that right now with a little more floral up front i smell wood on this for like the first time in this podcast history yeah it smells almost moldy dusty dingy like decaying forest floor floor yeah Yeah. like the leaves and the yeah the wetness or like you see those old logs where like termites have been for years and it's just like like falling apart and and it's like oh yeah that's what it smells like yeah in the best way possible we didn't get plums this week did we i checked there was no plums at the grocery store um but it's it's very passive on the nose there's not much you're not getting much red 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 fruit sorry a bit of dark fruit maybe that's why I thought of plum, like a bit, like dark cherries, plum. But I think that's also like we talk about every week. Like it comes with the red wine almost. The, it comes with the look. The legs are there's pretty long legs. Now lots of legs. The thi- the thickness of the leg is the sweetness, and these are pretty thin. I think that's what it means, anyways. Uh, <laughs> we always we always seem to forget that, but. Um, Super passive, a lot of off fruit smells. It's just like a, almost a richness um, when you yeah. get that like dusty book or like not. I wouldn't say smoky or leathery too much, um, but it is a bit of mu- leather, like but musty not. almost. Musty. It's it's not. It's it's not that it's not sweet, but there's just not much to it. No, it, there's something distinct there. I'm missing. Yeah. We're, <laughs> Maybe again. maybe it's like limestone or something like that where, where we, we don't, don't have really that yet. That, yeah. we, gotta, we haven't licked any rocks just yet, but it's um it's good. Um, the more the more I, I sit on it here, the more I get that fruitiness to it, and it it's but it's background. And it's at yeah, the yeah. It's it's one of the lightest ones I think we've had on the nose. To be honest, should we bounce <laughs> our cup off the table? I'm going stemless. That would have been much worse with the stem. Uh, you have the stem. You have the big goblet. Uh, so. Uh, do you want to go in for a drink here? See what we taste? Sure. All right, cheers. cheers. To the elastic band. Whoa. That's good. <laughs> this is the first wine I don't like that we've had on the podcast. What? You don't like it? I think you've expanded your palate. It kind of tastes like pee at the end. <laughs> but you like it? I did like it at first, but the more I'm like... But not pee, but like irony. Ammonia. Like, okay, maybe pee was the wrong thing to say. That was just the first thing I thought of. Uh, what is it? Black currants is the code for cat, cat pee. pee. No, but it, it, this is like a lightning bolt, and it dries my tongue out almost instantly. What? Yep. I'm gonna go for another. I don't know. For another drink here. I don't know if I agree with that. Don't like it. 
It's there's like a juicy. So you saying that immediately makes me think of what wine I think it is. Okay, oh, I I'm genuinely curious because I haven't tried either of these. You to have, my knowledge. you have had J- you and I have had J Lore before. Maybe I needed to have some more of this, but <laughs> Adam, I know what Adam's like and when he's trying to hide something. So this will be interesting to see if I'm right. I, or first not. of all, I'm not trying to hide anything, <laughs> but I, I want you to keep drinking this okay, wine okay, and, okay. and keep testing out the flavor profiles here because my first instinct is that I don't like it. She's going to draw a little air over it here. Uh, those aren't kissing noises. Um, but it's very, it's it's like a shock at the beginning of drinking it. To me, I, t- I taste it on the roof of my mouth. Okay. Okay. You know, like the smell of Lake Ontario? <laughs> you are not doing a good job I know. explaining this I don't wine think I like this it. wine as much as I thought. Okay. So it's not that I don't. It's not that I like this wine, but I think it's pretty mild. Like, there's not much out of it. And I think you're starting to like the more, um, the more, uh, complicated flavor profiles, to be honest. But the after, like, you know when you're walking by Lake Ontario and it smells like almost that, like, fishy, lakey, that's the aftertaste, is it not? It kind of is. Like, washed up. Like, seabed. Yeah, like, (laughs) oh, like, old stinky fish. Like, that, that log we talked about rolled out. I think I was I was guided by the scent on it, but I do not like this wine. I don't know why. Wow, you have never come out of the gates like that. No. I was like, okay, it's pretty mild, but then the aftertaste gets you. The, the the most critical we've been was the Rioja, uh, Campo Viejo, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Viejo, sorry. We didn't love it. We didn't love it, but it did get better at the end as we let it sort of sit. Um, but this but one... What, oh, I guess I don't know what wine it is. I was going to say, what year is it? Maybe it's a wine that shouldn't have been aerated for that long. I was reading this week, actually, I was reading a bunch of different articles on um, when to aerate your wine and or how long and whatnot. And Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the ones you can aerate the longest oh. uh, because it is um, usually pretty intense. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. It feels, um, I wouldn't say it's overly sweet. I don't think it's overly acidic. It's kind of just a nothing, to be honest. It's not over. It's the it's more like, I drink it, the better it's getting. To be honest, it's almost like the the um, the more we sort of plow through it here, uh, we we kind of get to a point of complacency with it, where it's like, okay, we're drinking the wine. Now. Yeah. Um, okay. It's fine. It's honestly fine. I don't love it, but it's not the worst I've ever had. Okay, that's that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, wh- what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna cleanse our palates, and when we come back. We're gonna try the second wine. Okay. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, so you, Sorry. you jumped the gun. <laughs> she just went in for a sniff, although it's second nature now. Um, but let's examine the color on this one. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity here to sort of look at the uh, general body color, top down, lean it, look at the uh, the edge to it, as well as the side view. See what we can actually pull from this. Is it darker? Is it different than the last one? The colors themselves are, are rather similar. It's almost like a shading difference. The other one was a little bit darker, to be honest. This, okay. This one is a little bit more muted, I'd say, but sim- very similar in color. Like, very, very similar in color. And I don't know if that's just my background that kind of made the other one, the rim, seem a bit um, darker. But I'm getting crazy aromas, and I know we're not supposed to talk about that right now. We're just examining color, but... Um, <laughs> there is such a distinct I know. smell I'm getting off the nose. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's look at the edge here, yeah. the, the meniscus almost. I want to kind of compare them because the first the first one we had 
fades like, fades thinner, and this one almost ends with the color. And this one's a, the the one we're looking at right now is a bit more brown. Like this one's a bit more. The first one we had is a bit more vibrant and ruby. This one's a bit more like garnet and brown. Like if you look, yeah, can you get that? Gar- well, garnet's a red gem. Yeah, well, it's still red, but it's like but a it's little like bit a, more. Like, I don't even know if that's right. I just it, no. It, it if, if you good. if you see it, it's right. Um, Okay, I want to know what you smell. Vanilla. You smell vanilla? Yeah. I smell dill. <laughs> do you smell dill? I do, yeah. <laughs> that is, that, when I was, I was carrying these wine glasses, the bottles and my wine glasses, into uh, the computer room where, where we record the podcast, and I smelt it, I almost dropped the wine glass, because it smells like fresh dill. It does, but it's also hints of super, super sweet. Oh, I get the vanilla off. I get the vanilla too. It's 100% like 100% on the back. That's the first yeah. time I smelled the baking spice, like vanilla. Yeah. Or or been very confident in that. Yeah, vanilla 100%. It's like it's like the fresh dill up front and then it finishes vanilla where it's like that sort of warm. And it's like fakey vanilla. It's like the oh, vanilla yeah. that I that's, I that's know and love. That's no name vanilla yeah. right there. That's a nice yellow label. But there's something else I can't quite it smells really yummy. It, like it's it smells more inviting than the last one, just because I think there's more flavors to actually smell. Yeah, I've but been. neither have been off-putting from their nose. No, the other one is super mild, but this actually smells like like this is the first time I've actually like smelled something 100 percent right off the nose, just looking at and it. And it's not been like uh, red. No, fruit. like this smells like vanilla, and I do get the deal when you think about it. Yeah, but it's almost like. Yeah. Like vanilla cupcake or vanilla batter, like that very like artificially vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have said vanilla until you directed me to it because I got dill right away and yeah. then I was like, oh, this smells like dill. Yeah. But I guess having the openness to, to suggestion. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I, you know, it'd be interesting. I'd want to try this because we've been, I've been cooking with a lot more dill lately. Yeah. Um, You're like obsessed. I'm very much obsessed. But I eat like a million pickles a day. So it's like. Yeah. And the the, the kosher dill or not the the, uh, garlic dills are are what you're into. So um, So I appreciate the dill. We're getting a lot of dill lately. I'd love to have this with like a piece of salmon with uh, when it's like cooked in the oven with some dill on it. Yeah. I wonder if they would pick up the flavors there. Um, I'm, I'm curious to even see if this tastes like dill or what the... Because, like, are you getting anything else on the nose? Because for me, it, it's not super acidic on the nose. It's not burning. It's not... There's no know, burn. I just took a su- deep smell. And it's super aromatic, though, like, with whatever that smell is. Yeah. Vanilla dill, weird. A weird combination. It, it definitely gets a dill, but I do... I don't know. Yeah, there's a, the, the warmness of vanilla, for sure. You get the freshness yeah. of dill and the warmness of vanilla Which in my weird nose. weird because... Those are not hand in hand. But even like the thing of warmness of vanilla, I guess like warm vanilla sugar or whatever the body, bath and body work scent. Just describing a scent as warm is interesting, and I don't think I've actually felt that till I smelt this wine. Interesting. This is the interesting podcast, <laughs> but we're we're stepping out of our comfort zone here and sort of and putting our our tasters on the line. Um, okay, I, we need to taste this. Yeah, okay, all right. all right, quick cheers. Let's get into this. Ugh. I do not like that. You don't like it? No. It tastes like dill. <laughs> it does. That's why I like it. <laughs> no. Like, oh. That tastes like someone stirred this with like a, a frond like, of dill. Is that what a... Oops. Yeah, like a sprig. Um, ugh. You don't like that? Maybe my flavor is off. Ugh. You're not no. sick or anything. This, yeah. I, I, that's... It's a little more harsh right away and then it fades it's got a nice finish 
I don't agree with that. <laughs> I do not like this. So do you, do you feel like the finish is lingering? It, like, it's too, I just don't want dill in my wine, okay. and that's all I'm really tasting. So the nose carries through to the actual taste. Yeah. Dryness, what do you think? I'm going to do the gum okay, trick. You, you do the gum trick. Um, I'd say these are both very slimmer, slimmer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, similar in the, in their acidity profile and tannic profile. Like, they're not Kind of, it's finishing more dry here. It's, it's almost medium <laughs> dryness. See. Because it's not right away. It's not that water on hot pavement right away. Um, but it does finish dry. Give it some time. Give it a second there. You're working over making some faces. But like my teeth now are like sticking to my lip. From So the, the test we did last week was, or last episode rather, was take a little gulp of wine and then run it in between your top lip and your teeth or your gums. And you sort of feel the dryness on your gums there. Mine are very dry right now. So I would say like yeah. maybe like medium plus dryness on this. Yeah. Because it's, it's... But it wasn't as instantaneous as previous dry reds that we've had. Absolutely not. All right. I... I um... Do you like this wine? That was not even a sip. Adam takes little baby sips and I'm like, it's just not a real sip. Like, to the lip. So do I like this wine in comparison to the other one? I think I like this one better. Okay. Now... Do I like this wine? Uh, this would not be in my top, probably, I would probably, I'm just looking at the, the wines we've had here. The <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> the first one I would pick would be the Malbec. The second would be the Rosé. The third would be the Shiraz. And the fourth would be, no, the, the, the Pinotage and then the Shiraz. Did we like the Chianti? Um, the Chianti, it was, it was very uh, mild, medium. Okay. We said it, They said it goes with any sort of... Um, a meat profile, and we sort of agree with that. It's 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 a crowd pleaser rather than a specific okay. pleaser, um, but almost uh, not forgettable in the sense. But it, it lacked landmark okay. flavors. This is very unique. If someone said, "I'm looking for something with uh, like herby, herbaceous," Ugh. it's I I don't mind it. It's kind of growing on me. Uh, I like the uniqueness right away, but. Um, I'm giving it a big I like the smell. Work. I really do like the smell. Like, I don't mind the smell. Something about the taste, and I don't know if it's just because we, we've tasted this right after the other one, which wasn't the best flavor profile. We took a little break, but... Yeah, but... It's still there. It's still definitely there. I don't know. The more I drink it, the more tolerable it becomes, okay. I think is fair to say, but I definitely don't think I want to drink this wine again. Okay. Um, have a, a sip here and swallow it right down. I want to know what you think of the finish on this, uh, on this gulp of wine here. Is it acidic? Is it alcoholy? Is it lasting? Does it linger? Um, it's almost like when it go it goes away right away, but then there's like this, it comes back and lingers. The ghost of Cabernet Sauvignon. Which sounds bizarre, but no, I get you it, get though. that? Yeah, because the... It's, it's not harsh. It's not... I think it brings that, that alcoholy, whiny mouthfeel and then that dissipates, and then the flavor resonates. Yeah. I mean, it's not awful. I can drink it. I yeah. just don't think it's going to be a fave. Okay, so um, I need to I need to pick your brain here. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to make a hypothesis on which wine mm-hmm. is which? Ha- have another sip of the other one. Ha- you can, we can, we've examined them both here. You've preferred the first one, the one you've described as smelling like Lake Ontario and cat pee. Um, <laughs> I didn't really specify cat pee. Sorry, just pee. 
but I want to see your your decision here between both of these wines because there's a very distinct difference. Oh, it's not fun to go back. Oh, don't. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I mean, the first one's way more muted. Very much. Even than this, which is still pretty muted, but. This one, so it's almost <laughs> like, it's almost like um, the first one is like a, a perm. Everything's up front on this haircut. Everything's right up front and then it fades away. The second, sorry, 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 sorry. The first one's like a mullet. Nothing up front <laughs> and then it you get that taste afterwards. But still nothing harsh, nothing lingering. No, really. like a mullet, a real, you know, muted haircut. Now, the second one's like a perm. You get it right away when you take a sip of it. And then, like we said, it sort of fades away uh, on the finish here. I would like to know your guess on which wine is which. Oh, I'm like, I'm torn. I've had J-Lore before, and I didn't hate it, but now I'm like, ooh. But, but you don't, yeah, I think that that's interesting, because I think you you anticipated liking or knowing a flavor from one to another, and you didn't get that. So that, that's Yeah, and I think at the beginning I thought that I, see, I'm trying to like be like methodical and thinking, like putting myself in your brain, being like, oh, would he put this one in front of the actual wine bottle or would he switch it? I want you to know that I consciously and unconsciously made no efforts to line anything up. I brought it in here. I didn't even look where I put things down. Okay. So if I had to guess. Yes. So. The elastic we... band wine, the first one we tasted. Was J-Lore. Okay. And the second one was Santa Rita. Yeah. Am I wrong? I need a soundboard for a big eh, incorrect. The dill vanilla is the J Lore. What? And the Santa Rita is the first one. The uh, okay, so that's what I was gonna guess or, or, originally because that glass was in front of the Santa Rita, and I you, I know you said you didn't consciously or unconsciously do that, but, that but because your... you were like, oh, like I've never tasted. And I thought maybe subconsciously, like, you had tasted it before. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I hate this. Whatever. So that's why I was like, oh, that's definitely not the J-Lore. Because you've had the J-Lore before. Yes. So I would have been right if I would have guessed that and stuck to my guts. But I didn't. Because I was like, oh, I've had J-Lore before. And I didn't hate it. And I did not like that. I think both of our reactions to the second wine made you completely scramble what you were thinking. <sighs> Darn it. <laughs> that makes me so sad. Okay. So let's have a look at the bottles here. We have to be careful because they're not empty. Um, so this is the Santa Rita Estate Reserve. Give us a breakdown of the aesthetic on it. So it's a pretty, um, mediocre label, I'd say. It's kind of tacky. It's a bit tacky. The colors are like a rust brown around the bottom with like a muted yellow and supposed to be like vintage old fashioned looking, um, picture with... Obviously, it looks like a resort, or maybe it's the winery. I, I was know. gonna say the exact. I'm like, I think it's the winery, but it looks like when you pull up to a resort. Yeah, like, like the lobby a statue a... with some trees and a little building and whatever. Um, but yeah, so this is a Chilean wine, 2018. Alcohol percentage 13.5. Okay. Now, should I get into reading the back? Yep. Okay. So this was this is the first one we had. This is the estate reserve. So. Santa Rita's home estate vineyards are in Alto Juel in the Maipo Valley, considered one of the best wine-producing areas in the world. This estate reserve is a selection of the best Cabernet Sauvignon barrels in this vintage, aged in French and American oak, oak update months. We did pick up on oak on the nose on this yeah. one. Uh, bold and fine body, uh, 
Bold with fine body and balance, this Cabernet exhibits extraordinary rich berry flavors, soft tannins, and a hint of oak and spice. We got a couple things there. We didn't pick up on the the, the uh, rich berry flavors as much. We thought they were more muted. Yeah, but I, d- I did say that um, I did get some, like, plum and... Cherry. And, and dark cherry, yeah. Both not berries. Well, is cherry a berry? I don't think so. It's a stone fruit. Oh. But I think it's almost in the same category I just of like, like the small, it, I think. like yeah. red fruits, sweet. Yeah. But but cherries provide a, a bit more depth, which maybe is the rich, what yeah. they're saying there. But it's not a berry, so <laughs> I don't know. Soft tannins. We yeah. were right away on that. Yeah. Uh, and hints of oak and spice. Didn't get the spice as much. We got more um, like... Like woody rot. rot like... <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very interesting. Um, they do a better job selling the flavor on the back than they do producing it in the bottle on this one. Yeah, I mean, this was a sympathy wine. Like, <laughs> we didn't we didn't uh, pour anything into it, so. I'm just giving you the J-Lor here. There's it's, no smell. I, I'm so confused because I've had J-Lor <laughs> before and I actually like it, but. All right, give it, us the bottle breakdown. Okay, so um, it has a little sticker on uh, the top of the label that says Seven Oaks. It looks like a vintage kind of stamp. And then the J. Lore logo, 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 logo is, um, what color is that? Like, um. It's like a cream almost on a red background. Yeah, but what color? Like, like that's kind of like a. This is like a maroon. Like a maroon background. Claret. Yeah. Um, that's really it. It's very simple. Paso like Robles, Cabernet Sauvignon 2017. And every other line is with like a golden and then J. Lore and Cabernet Sauvignon are, are non-metallic. It's kind of like um, brass. But it looks classy. It's fine. I wouldn't say it's super classy. Maybe it's just the color. Like, that looks more classy to me, the top wrap, than the actual bottle itself. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Like, J. Lore comes recommended from people, right? So, if I were to go to the LCBO, I probably wouldn't pick this off the shelf based on the label. I've bought it a couple times as a gift. Because it yeah. sort of fits that price range. It's a it's um, a bigger bottle. Like, it's wider. Mm-hmm. A little more stout. Stockier, yeah. It's heavy. Uh, okay, I'll read the back here. Jaylor, our family wine growing and winemaking passion is rooted in our sustainability, uh, sustainably farmed vineyards and in our winery in Paso Robles, California. This oak-studded terroir and cal- uh, calcareous soils, I think that means calcium in it, yeah. Uh, Couple with warm days and cool nights to develop intense character exemplified in our Seven Oaks velvety richness and supple tannins. Okay. So you don't get a, you don't get much there. It looks like his name is Jerry Lore. Yep. Yeah, looks like that. Yeah, I don't know. What's the alcohol percentage? Fourteen on this one. Okay. It's so weird because out of the bottle, it does not smell like dill or vanilla. I no. th- I feel like if someone poured me a glass of this and I didn't know that it was J Lore, maybe I would like it better. No, but I didn't know it was J-Lore. I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah. It, because I've had this before and enjoyed it. So maybe I'm just it could just be growing a, my palate. It and just... could be a different... Yeah, it could, could be your palate developing. It could also be a different vintage, right? You, you may have had... This is a 2017. You may have had the 2016 or 15. That could have changed something. Um, this wine comes in at twenty three ninety five. I believe it was actually sold for a little bit more than that, just based on my recent visits. Um, but what does the LCBO have to say about this one? There's a reason that this cab is the most popular red in the Vintages Essentials collection. It's full-bodied and packed with black cherry, black currant, cedar, vanilla, and spice. Equally at home with casual steak sandwich or thick ribeye steak. 
What that that sentence is useless. Equally at home. I think they could have said like pairs pairs well with a casual steak sandwich or a thick rib. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, that's that that's awkward wording. Okay, so I just went back and had a sip, and mm-hmm. it tastes way better. I don't know if it's because you know my palate is just messed up with a whole bunch of wines, or if I'm just more used to it. This is truly the power of suggestion. I taste cedar, like wood chips. What? Now, the the vanilla and the um, so vanilla. By the way, home run hit for you. Yeah. I'll I'll take spice for dill, but vanilla is spe- specifically named here. Yeah. But cedar, I get cedar. Yeah, I do get cedar because cedar is very distinct and unique. Um, okay, the Santa Rita Reserve Cabernet, fourteen ninety five. Um, so uh, give us a breakdown of what the LCBO has to say about this. A top notch Maple Valley Cabernet from one of the one of Chile's most innovative wine estates in the glass it's deep ruby red with forward nose black currant plum and oak with mint and mm. spice notes deep rich and structured leading to flavors of dark fruit cassis herb and plum with spiced chocolate and oak on a long finish too many words for what the actual nose and taste palette bring in my that's opinion a, that's a lot of things right like herb cassis plum it's a lot of mint. Maybe more herb, but... Um, no mint. I don't get any mint. There's no freshness of the mint. Um, on a long finish, we agreed with. We called this one the mullet, I believe, or I called this one the mullet. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, we, I feel like they're doing a lot of selling on this. Um, also, most innovative uh, wine estates is not reflected in the how this bottle looks. It looks very dated. <sighs> it looks It looks super dated. It looks, like a, it, it looks like boring. a regiftable bottle of wine, just based off of the um, just the aesthetic of it. Uh, not going to blow you away there. Uh, and again, it was you hated this wine. Yeah, maybe I was being. I'll stick to my guns. I don't love it. I'm like, I feel like I need to give. So many of my friends love J. Lore. Like, I feel like I need to. But you know what's interesting? Your brother the other day said that he was not a fan, which I was like, oh come on, like everyone likes J. Lore. But apparently not. Well, and it's the LCBO did say it's one of the most uh, one of the most popular or no the most popular red wine in the vintages section. So, uh, I mean, there's got to be a reason for that. Let's go to the Vivino app here. We're going to sort of try and blitz through this a little bit. Um, but let me have a quick peek at my wines here because I did add these in. Did you? Uh, maybe not. Did you add all the wines in already? No, I haven't oh. done that. Uh, okay, let's have another look here. J. Lore. We'll start with this one. We'll see what the people are saying about it. That's not a very good picture. But it worked. Voila. Perfect. 4.0 rating on this. Wow. Um, I would rate it there, but I think you would rate it probably more... No, like the more I drink it, it's okay. Okay. But... <sighs> We're going to do it the highest rating of either of us. Uh... No, I'm going to... I'm gonna. This is the riff. Dill and Vanilla. Yes, I'm going to riff on what you and I have said here. Okay. D- <laughs> dill autocorrected to full immediately. Dill and Vanilla up front on the nose for a surprisingly unique bouquet followed by cedar. Um, what do we think of the taste on this one? Out of, oh yeah, cedar. Um, um, maybe taste follows 
the nose and finishes softly mm-hmm. with little acidity. Good for a unique recommendation. All right, I'm happy with that. Now, I've ranked a Cabernet Sauvignon before, so this is the first time I'm not going to get a badge for being an explorer. Oh. Behringer took Are that you away. Sad about that? No, because I know there's progress. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> okay. Um, so right now it's featured in the best wines between $20 and $40, among top 3% of all wines in the world, popular among Vivino users with more than 5,000 ratings. Give us a breakdown here of the characteristics. Light and bold, where does it lie? It's fully on the bold, basically, which is interesting. Would you agree with that? Um, no. I'd move it more to the middle, I'd say. How okay. about you? Um, I think I'm more bold of center, but, uh... Not I, that bold? No. I, You've it, had more bold wines. If we were more boring people, we would think this is a bolder wine. True, true. Uh, okay, uh, ter- smooth and tannic. It's basically in the middle, a little bit more tannic, but not much. Which is fair. Which is fair. Um, in terms of dry and sweet, it's definitely on the the drier side. Which is which, part, which we agree with. There's almost zero sweetness... And in the flavor profile here. Yep. And comparing soft and acidic, it's in the middle. So That's fair. Uh, the most talked about flavor notes. Oak, vanilla, and chocolate. Second. Blackberry, plum, black cherry. You hit black cherry on this one, I think, as well. Yeah. And the uh, the third. Cherry, raspberry, and red fruit notes. I need to see if anyone said dill other than me. Citrus, Latin, mango. No. no, no one did. No. No one did. But you, again, you were you have a good notes for that and i think it's because you love vanilla so much you're so familiar with it yeah you can pick it up right away um all right what did uh, a couple people have to say about this here in the reviews so dave on april 4th gave it four and a half stars and he said beautifully balanced oak oak and oak with fruit (laughs) forward notes opens up after a few minutes really enjoying this cabernet and i think that might be what i'm finding is that it opens up i mean i know we let it decant and aerate for a bit but i think we could have given another hour in an actual decanter and i think that would have made a difference because the more the that or the later on that i um had a couple sips the better i liked it um and then al november 23rd gave it four and a half stars as well and they said warm vanilla and spice bouquet with full mature dark berry and dark chocolate notes and a long slightly dry finish excellent yeah and I think everyone's justified in, in what they're thinking here. This person used a lot of emojis. This is uh, Landon Knoll on October 7th. On the nose, nose emoji, plum, blackberry. On the tongue, tongue emoji, plum, black cherry. Cherry emoji. <laughs> blackberry, unsweetened chocolate, chocolate bar emoji, oak and smoke. This is an elegant wine. Wine emoji. <laughs> I could not disagree with what they what he had to say about the taste notes. But again, that yeah. shows the subjectivity yeah, of it. Totally. Uh, all right, shall we jump into Santa Rita? We should. Uh, I'm preparing to write smells like pee and a polluted uh, polluted lake. Like, uh, it doesn't smell like that. It tastes like that. I know. Uh, okay. Well, uh, 3.4. That's higher than I would give it. Okay. I would probably give it. No. We can't give it a 2.5. Oh, okay. That's three stars you want to write it you no, write this one please I, please the no. first it's episode 10 it's can, a landmark no, can you tell me what to write no you have to I, go through it and uh, write it i don't remember all you right here need... have a smell what do we smell on the nose here you could say maybe muted flavors of blackberry and forest floor okay muted <laughs> flavors of blackberry 
and forest floor. We also said... Um, you almost threw an emoji in there. <laughs> um, wet, musty log. Wow, that didn't pop up as a flavor indicator. Crazy. <laughs> Before forest floor did. Yeah, interesting. Uh, all right, to taste it, do you want another sippy sip here? Sure. Maybe a little baby one, an Adam-sized sip. <laughs> Ugh. Um... What do we think? What are we thinking? Still don't love it. Um, you can just say like, forgettable flavor palette. Like, yeah. But forgettable flavor palette, but, you know, finishes ple- like with a pleasant finish. Is it pleasant? Yeah, because there's nothing really abrasive about it. Um, so forgettable flavor palette with uh, forgettable. No, pleasant, pleasant, <laughs> pleasant. Pleasant and soft finish. I don't like you. That. You talked me out of rating this two and a half stars out of five, and you can't gonna, find a nice thing to say about I'm gonna it. I'm going to rate two and a half. We don't love it. We don't. So, forgettable flavor palette with pleasant finish? Pleasant and soft finish. See, I'm not good at I can't like multitask like this. You're way better at that. But All right. Hammer it's not fine. Yes. Yeah. We didn't love it. Okay, let's uh, let's see what uh, we're at right. Oh, my first, our first Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon. We're now an explorer. All right. You're right to say yours. This is your app, not mine. Yeah, but we've done all this together. All right, what are the taste characteristics? So, comparing light and bold, it's in the middle, but closer to bold. I might sneeze. One second. I disagree with that, actually, because I think the lightness sort of comes through in the... (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) Woo! First sneeze of the episode. All right. Uh, where are we next? Uh, comparing smooth and tannic, it's basically in the middle, a little bit closer to tannic. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Middle's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> comparing dry and sweet, it's on the drier side, which you kind of said when you did your teeth thing. Uh, comparing soft and acidic, it's in the middle. So pretty overall um, middle of the road in terms of flavor characteristics, with the only accepting exception being on the drier side which is fine i think that's fair it's just not really a remarkable wine so makes sense what are people saying about it (laughs) all right um wow that guy gave a very clinical breakdown john bailey you want to read it sure uh nose yeast leather black currant acidity medium tannins medium body full and you give the alcohol percentage as if you didn't have the bottle in front of you Mm -hmm. but uh leather i agree with um yeast i can kind of see We've, we've oh. had quite the experience with the sourdough starter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know. It's crazy. When you, I know. When you, when you, you got to think about it. I know. I know. When you we think about thought... flavors. Oh, man. Wine's puzzling. Because it, it smells yeasty. It's sour. Um, I think you can sort of... People are sort of trying, being, trying to be nice in the reviews here because three reviews following this are one sentence each. This one... Oh. Sorry. Uh, rating's still the same. Good value for the price for sure. That was three and a half stars. Smooth but a little light with hints of oak barrel aging. Three and a half stars. I don't know how you're getting three and a half stars for this. Maybe, this person said it was five euros, so I guess maybe good dollar value for it. But yeah. had with Norma, light and dry, drinkable, but would not buy three stars. So you're giving it more than 50%. Also, I don't know if you just heard the dog groan in the background, but I think he's too hot yeah, I, for this room and upset. I know. He's he so also great. doesn't love this wine. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Like, this person rated... Four stars. Four star Anna. And she said, an underrated bold cab with its oak spice, it's smooth. 
Enough to drink on its own or along with a nice pasta dish. Affordable and entertaining. Cheers. No way would I say this. If, if someone was coming over, I would reach but for I, a bottle of wine. I get that fishiness. Maybe it just works. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's Lake Ontario coming back there. Uh, okay. Let's close out this episode because we are running long. But it's the 10th episode. That's fine. Because we did run 15 minutes prior to this. Oh, yikesies. All right. Sorry, so, guys. So thank you for sticking around if you're still here. Uh, okay. Let's start with Santa Rita because it's fresh on our minds. Would you recommend this wine? No. It's Why? boring and fishy. You could get... Even though the value is kind of, I guess, there. Um, you can get cheaper wines that we've we've already tasted cheaper wines that are way better. And we also are from southern Ontario and Canada, which is a, a wine-growing region around the Niagara Peninsula as well as south onto Lake Erie. Um, but primarily speaking around the, the Great Lakes here, there's some great wine-making regions. You can get a much better Cabernet Sauvignon yeah. for a dollar or two cheaper, maybe more than that, from any Canadian producers, and I would suggest supporting local rather than going to Chile for this because I don't think it's worth it for the value. I agree. Okay. All right, Jay Lore, what do you think? Recommend it, yes or no? I think I need to try it again. So many of my friends love it and recommend it, and we got two bottles recently from friends. We're going to be drinking more of this. Yeah. So I think that maybe I'm just not... Whatever. I don't know. I, I'm still on the fence, so I don't so think I can you, give a you're confident... you're abstaining from a vote? Yeah, because I can't give a co- confident recommendation, but I also don't want to throw people off and give it a, I hate it, so... You've also had two very different experiences tasting this wine, sure. so I think you want to give yourself that tie break, which yeah. you're just. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to abstain. I love dill, uh, so I would recommend this. I think it's a very unique flavor palette. We've done 10 episodes with 11 wines now, and I think this is uh, one of the more unique flavor uh, breakdowns per bottle of wine, so I would for sure give it the recommend based on that. Plus, uh, it's a good gift wine. Like I said, I've given that. We've received two recently. Yeah. Um, nothing to dislike about this wine in my eyes. And as the LCBO says, equally at home with a casual steak sandwich or a thick ribeye steak. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Alicia, let's end the episode on some other news, some personal news. Are you going to be linked (sighs) forward? I was like, what are you sharing with the people, Adam? (laughs) We're already engaged. I can't announce a pregnancy, and you're drinking far too much wine for that to be on the cards here. So You don't actually know if I'm drinking it or not. That's true. There's no spittoon (laughs) here, though. Uh, Okay, are you going to be in for more episodes? Yes or no? Yes, because I know how happy it makes you, and I know that we have some awesome listeners. So I, I'll do it for the people. <laughs> that's that's noble of you, and I thank you for that. Right now, we're currently sitting at at least 421 downloads. Uh, who knows how many more or listens are out there. So we appreciate every one of you so far through 10 episodes. Uh, and we do this because we enjoy it, and it's a good little hobby of ours that we're developing here. So, Especially during these strange times. Exactly. So thank you for 10 episodes and listening uh, with us and drinking along with us, as some of you are. Uh, and here's to at least 10 more. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.